Greetings, darklings from across the interweb. It's once again, I, Precious Ken, the Duchess, and here with me, fellow Sounds and Shadows member. It's me, Katie. Today, we have a really special guest that I'm excited for, a fellow Michigan band, and uh, so Detroit represent. They're called Vazum. Vazum? How do I pronounce that? We're, well, there's a running joke that if someone says Vazum, we say Vazum, and if they say Vazum, we say Vazum. So I love that. don't call Always us late correct. for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It could also be V-A-Z-U-M. Um, yeah, V-A-Z-U-M. So we're like, well, what if they say both? We're like, oh, you just V-A-Z-U-M. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to go pretentious with it because, you know, there's like okay. a guy. So I'd be like, Vazum. So I have Vazum with us. I am excited uh, to have both of you here. Why don't we start out with the basics? You guys are a two-piece band right now. Tell me about how you found each other and how that turned into Vazoom. I started the band a few years ago and then last summer I met Emily through the goth scene. Shortly after that I started playing with the band and taking a larger role in the band. And now it's just us two. Beautiful. And how did you know that moment when you, you met Emily that this is the person that I'm going to make music with? This is how it synced together and worked. I didn't know uh, that she even played music. We were just friends and hanging out. And then later on, we started working on music together. Yeah, I was, I was kind of low-key. And I'd be like, yeah, I've been in bands. I, I play bass and sing and I've done projects over the last 20 years but you know a lot of people say oh I do music and I'm I tend to be kind of more subdued like if I'm like oh yeah I can do that (laughs) like and then it just kind of like by the wayside and then you know we'd share a lot of music back and forth and I'm like oh you gotta listen to this and then we noticed our tastes like are basically identical and what we like to do and then how we like to write and it just became like really easy that's how that's where we're at that is so important it really is i think it really gets underplayed a lot how important it is that you just sync up and have somebody you can communicate music with Mm -hmm. because it is hard like it's almost like family having a band is tough to to communicate and have that interaction because there's a lot of ego that you have to put to the side, a lot of personality that goes with it. So I always think that's important. I usually hate this question because every interview since the beginning of fucking time has to ask this question. But with you guys in particular, the name The Zoom, what is that and where did it come from? It came from an old Sega Genesis game that had the same name, but spelled with an S. It was never released. I'm trying to remember that one now. Tell me about this game. It was like an old D&D. It was supposed to be like an old D&D role play, maybe like Altered Beast or, um, you know, look, because all you had was like some graphic work. That's all that, as far as it got. And it's a lot, most of it's in Japanese. Ooh, okay. And then you just, you know, it's just got like a cool guy with a sword and, uh, you know, critters in the back, <laughs> you know, ghouls and stuff. So, yeah. And that spoke to you? 
I just I just thought it looked cool on paper. <laughs> I had made made song titles as uh, Basm as a song title for other things. And then when I started the band, I thought, well, why don't I just call the band that and change it to a Z? And so that was it. So one of the things I really wanted to get into with you two is Vampira Vila. I really love, and I've spent a lot of time with it in the last few days. And I think to me, especially in the stuff we review and listen to in the goth scene, post-punk, everybody wants to go back to the 80s. It's the hip thing to do. I think a lot of people forget that the 90s were 30 years ago. I know sometimes I <laughs> yes. forget that and it's hard for me to remember. Yeah. And, and that's, as somebody who's 43, the nostalgia that really I grew up with. I was, what, six in 1984, you know, when a lot of goth was happening. I feel like you really embraced that 90s sound that I grew up loving. I've, I've talked with you before. I mean, to me, like the drums that you use really are reminiscent of Helmet. Or another album that hit me hard in the 90s was when Smashing Pumpkins came out with Gish. That was such a game changer for me. I was in high school and no one had ever fucking done this before. I heard that album and I was, it changed the game for me. So I was curious to ask you guys, do you have an album that came out, not you listened to Unknown Pleasures or Joy Division or whatever long after, but an album that came out while your impressionable years of music were happening that really changed the game and spoke to you? And what was it and why? Mine was uh, Siamese Dream. Ooh, okay. That's an incredible album. And um, mine would be uh, My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. Yes. So I, I was going to say, I hear so much of that from you guys and shoegaze influence. Mm -hmm. So that speaks well to it, that those were to especially My Bloody Valentine. I mean, that album, I also say, is a huge one for me. Yes. What do you feel like really brought about the synthesis of kind of, to me, this raw, dark, gothic, grungy sound, but you've mixed it with all of these elements of shoegaze and phasers and kind of this slushy, beautiful sound. What helped you come to that and spoke to you that this is what your album was, was to bring that forward? Well, it's, it's the fourth album that, that I've done. So I had time, I had the other three albums that work up to the sound. And the difference with this one is it's all recorded at home by me. So I could spend as much time as I wanted on it. And even though there's a lot of things that don't sound that great in terms of, you know, technical studio stuff, it's more of the sound that I wanted on the previous albums, but wasn't able to do because I was working with other people recording it. The layered guitars and keyboards has always been something that when I record, I always like to add as much as possible on, onto it. And then sometimes it's too much, so then you take away things from it too. I know how that goes. The uh, both blessing and problem of the home studio, where if I want to just keep layering 30 fucking guitar tracks, then I just do it mm -hmm. and we'll figure it out later or afterwards. <laughs> Thank you for hearing that and recognizing that because it's really 
satisfying with someone with your background and forte that heard that and recognized that. So thanks, first of all, for noticing. Yes, that's exactly. And then, um, you know, me growing up, I love old death rock. I grew up in LA. Christian death was like Roz Williams land. And that was like so huge, Community FK, all those bands. And I love black metal too. So like Satyricon and Mayhem. We, we had a lot of fun like mixing those two elements together to try to make something different was very, was important. I, I try and hear things like that being a pretend music journalist, taking myself seriously. I shouldn't, but I try. Can you tell me a little bit about, in particular with this album, your songwriting process? You know, because I think that goes a long way because there's a lot of ways to get to that final result. How do you guys go through getting the sound that you're looking for in terms of when you put in the lyrics, how you bring the song to each other and mix it together? How did that happen during the song? album for vampire villa it was a lot of old demos that i had that i kind of just resurrected and those were made a lot of done both from just sitting with an acoustic guitar kind of with ideas or on a piano so vampire villas i kind of consider it like like a mixtape of the last couple years of songs that i had demoed and never did anything with and then decided to record and make an album me and emily since then have been a lot more collaborative with writing songs together. And that's been a whole different process. So the Vampire Villa was more of just using old demos and what we're doing now is completely different. Is there a track on the new album that you feel especially emotionally tied to? I don't know, that, that's a good question because I'm very close to all the songs. So I'm not sure if I can pinpoint one in particular at the moment. I think mine would be Embers and Poison, probably the two that are really good. But it, yeah, it's hard to pick. When you are writing the lyrics for your songs, are they always about something real? No, I mean, for this album, I think a lot of it was was more real, the majority of it, more just feelings. The stuff we're doing now is a lot more theatrical and we'll get into that later in the interview too but the majority of the previous albums and stuff have mostly been like lonely guy type songs you know like breakup type, type songs things like that since emily has joined that you know things have changed a lot but that's why vampire bill is more of like kind of a recap of the last couple of years before venturing into new territory. So you guys are from Detroit or suburbs? Because this is important because I suburbs. grew up around the suburbs. So your, your suburbs too. I always find that funny when people, you know, I tell people in Kalamazoo, yeah, I grew up around Detroit an hour from Detroit. But, but we were down in Detroit every weekend. And yeah, so you guys hailing from there, taking aside... COVID, which means that nobody has a scene right now and nobody's doing anything. Tell me about what the scene is like in Detroit and some of the other people that you've worked with 
and that you're excited about being a part of the music scene there? Probably my my favorite local band is a band called uh, Damien Dunn. Mm. They're from they're from Ann Arbor. Yeah, love Damien Dunn. Yeah. Fantastic. They're great. We did right before the whole pandemic thing. We were lucky enough to at least get to do a show with Cash for Gold and Josie Pace. Nice. Love Josie. That was a pretty wild experience getting to play at City Club, you know, because it's not usually a venue you consider to see a live band. However, I have seen who have I've seen Alien Sex being there. I saw Susie Sue there back in the day. I grew up going to City Club, so. I was born in Michigan. My family moved out to the West Coast, and then I moved back in my late teens to Michigan. And so I, I've lived mainly on like the eight mile border growing up. So I always felt the difference between the LA scene and the Detroit scene was Detroit scene didn't care. It was so accepting, just like you fell down in the pit, there was somebody right there to pick you back up. Just a really excellent scene in terms of showing up, getting dressed up, you know, just really passionate about supporting it. Because it, you know, LA is more like, well, do you have a car? Can you afford to get down to Hollywood? Do you, you know, oh, what kind of, it's still, you know, not to rag on LA, but it just seemed a little harder and a little like cooler. Where Detroit was more like, you're wearing a Pink Floyd t-shirt and you know, you got a weird half eye eyeliner, come on in. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, earthier, perhaps. We've met up before over at Smalls. That's another place that I feel like is really kind of picking up the torch there and having a lot of great live music. And there is one other important Detroit-related question that I have to ask you. And I got to warn you, this could play a major influence on where the interview goes from here. Lafayette, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> You're downtown. Lafayette County or American County? Lafayette. I have been to neither. <laughs> well, luckily, Zach gave the correct answer because there's only one fucking correct answer to this question, and it's obviously Lafayette. Where, okay, which one is the triangle? Well, that's Lafayette. Okay, I may have stumbled in there after right. before Red Door. Yeah, that's where you have to get fries at like 2 a.m. to soak everything up and really take in the culture. It, the, all the basic people, they go to American. <laughs> okay, you know. I've never heard of American. It's right next door. It is? Yes. It is. I just maybe yep. I always went I always went to the one uh Rosie's down at, at City Club uh along okay, I mean that's good too. Yeah. yeah. So like I like was too afraid to drive and I was always at out till about more like four AM. That's, <laughs> so, that's fair. So I, think I would always say it's open till like four, but Yeah. Okay, okay. Like when it comes to like Detroit food, are you more of like Buddy's Pizza people, like the whole Coney Island people, or like Bates and Green Sliders? Mexican Town. Ooh, that's a good. Yeah. Legit. 
Mexican town is going to make a beeline for whatever is still open in Mexican town or after Smalls, it's going to be Dos Locos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about the sound and how you guys put it together. You had this album come out, which I really, really enjoy. What's the future for the Zoom? What do you guys have that our fans should be excited for coming out? Right when we got done with Vampire Villa, we started writing a whole other album, a Halloween theme. That's cool. <laughs> Most of it is Emily's, so yeah, I'll let, I'll let you explain it. Zach's brother, you know, in Halloween, beholden and beloved to all, you know, goth. Blessed be Halloween. Blessed be. Kind of gazed into the crystal ball and thought that Halloween is going to be really restricted and hard to, to celebrate. You know, I plan my Halloween costumes three months in advance. <laughs> you know, it's, I love it. So like, what can we do to make a great Halloween? And then Zach's brother's like, oh, you guys should do a Halloween album. I was like, oh my God, we should totally do a Halloween album. <laughs> so wrote like a basic story out of six main characters and then wrote a song for each character. But then we also wanted to create ambient haunt tracks because I love horror movies. I love Suspiria, big into survival horror video games like Silent Hill and, and wanted to have and always decorate and uh, have a big thing for trick-or-treaters every year. And we always have like an ambient, scary soundtrack. I'm like, how great would it be to have a full hour of different instrumental scary songs that people could play for haunts or haunted house or at home. And then like have a fun party, you know, safe party with some Halloween character soundtracks. Putting that together was super fun and that is going to come out on October 1st and it's called Rated V. Rated V? Rated V. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the idea of a Halloween concept album. Mm -hmm. We don't get enough concept albums these yep. days and especially Halloween flavored ones. Mm -hmm. I'm real excited for that. The other thing I kind of wanted to ask about is I feel like you guys do a lot without a huge production money-wise in terms of your videos. I really, really enjoy the videos. Tell me a little bit about how you do your videos, where they come from, are they totally DIY, or are you using someone to help you out with them? And what kind of Halloween-themed videos are we going to have coming up? When I started doing videos, it was, with whatever camera camcorder I had and uh, iMovie, there was one video that I did hire somebody to do and that was fine, but I just preferred to do them on my own. And then once Emily got involved, the videos got way better. <laughs> As they do. So yes, I am a fan of film. They are completely DIY. They were all done and recorded on a Samsung Galaxy SE10. Practical lighting and set design. 
and then just phone editing apps to like, you know, create like a theme or a look and transition and effects. And so, yeah, we will drive, we'll drive by a place and be like, oh, remember that place. That'd be a great shot. One of the local places here, we're like, oh, we should get a shot there. So we get all dolled up and we walk down the street and a car passes us. Okay. They turn around. They pass us again. And we're like, okay. We cross the street and we're walking towards it. They're following us as we're walking. And so we're like, um, okay. They zip around and park in a street and wait for us to walk right past them. And we're both like, um, excuse me, sir, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, things are getting a little uh, uncomfortable. So as soon as we walk by, they, they drive off. And then we get to the location and there's a security guard patrolling the lot adjacent to the forest scene that we had initially wanted to get in the first place. So now we're a little more careful where we were, what time in our location. Another location we just did, we were dressed pretty Halloween, more extensive like costumes. And there were just people sitting in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh my God, we're dressed like ghouls and we're the least creepy people here. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. um, yeah, that's like, and then uh, just like, just try to make kind of a loose story idea beforehand and then see what kind of footage we can get and then just make something that's pretty and pleasing to the eye even though you know it's not a big budget or something just something uh, nice to look at you know is like the main goal was you like Suspiria are you a bigger fan of the classic Suspiria or the new one I tried to come in very neutral on the new one because it was like a spiritual remake. It was beautifully shot. You know, the acting was great, but my heart is always going to be in with D Dario Argento, the original Suspiria and um, Inferno. And then the Mother of Tears finally came out. But um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his films so i would go with the original but i do respect and i i do like uh remake so you started to go to shows and stuff when you were teenagers you said that it was warm and welcoming and that kind of warm embrace probably brought you into the culture with more ease but like what kind of shows were you going to and like how did that kind of like instill you into the community I started getting snuck into shows in LA and uh, like 14, 15, 16, um, and I'm 49 years old. <laughs> that would be like, I feel like those scenes, but I moved here like, um, you know, I remember Darren Ravel on 89X, and so you would go to the shelter and I saw Nine Inch Nails and The Damned and Creatures and Curve and Skinny Puppy, Latin Quarter, Lush and Ride at Latin Quarter, Jesus Mary Chain, Peter Murphy, you know, Love and Rockets, all that, all those shows. 
You don't look and like you're 49. <laughs> you look like you're 20, <laughs> like 25, maybe. I was like, I'm going to be asking this person about the exact same scene that I grew up in, but yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Emily, we went to all the same shows. I'm surprised we never crossed paths back in the day. See? You know, I had this, I've had the same haircut. It just, just changed colors. It used, it was, it was bright red and then it was black and then platinum blonde and then black and now it's all naturel. <laughs> so like usually people, I was, I had to go to uh, the ER and I ran into someone at the reception desk and he's like, did you used to go to city club? <laughs> And I'm like, why, well, yes, sir. <laughs> I surely did. So we probably we probably know all kinds of the same people, is my guess. So what do you want to leave us with here before we go and play one of your videos? I'm really excited for that. It, about how you're excited for the future of this scene and how you guys fit into it. And where do you want to see the Zoom a year from now, two years from now, what's your dream of trying to work forward with this project? Well, uh, the exciting thing for me, especially during the days of the pandemic, is having time to be home and record. So that that's how Vampire Villa get, got done, and that's how our another our next album's getting done, and so forth. For me, that's exciting. The recording aspect of it, being self sufficient to record and release our own music, make all our own videos, do all that ourselves and grow our online base and audience, not worry about playing local shows. When the time does come for shows, hopefully we can start doing something. Do you guys want to tour out, try and do festivals or kind of move on beyond Michigan more? Yeah, that's the idea is to uh, grow the online presence so that we are able to do out-of-state shows and festivals and Europe and all that yeah, stuff. That would be great. I'm excited um, just with the same things, the prospect of just being able to have like, like no holds barred writing, just being able to come up with ideas and make something tangible and end up being productive. It's, a, it's really nice. Very thing, very grateful for that with all the turmoil and, you know, different things. Like, it's just grateful to have that. So, this has been the Zoom. And the album, the last one they put out is the Vampire Villa. They have a new album coming up October 1st that is Halloween-themed. Fucking awesome. Look forward to seeing them out and about, hopefully, as the world gains some semblance of order. We still need to, we had a chance to play a show with you guys over in Michigan, and then you didn't end up being able to do it that time. We, we missed out. Um, so we have to do an Amaranth show with you guys sometime soon. Oh, yeah, yeah that That'd would be, be awesome. awesome. Katie? Yeah, I'll open it. Oh, that, <laughs> there you go. And was Katie that not what life. you were asking? Oh, whatever. No, it could have been what I was asking, <laughs> but I was just gonna ask if you had any parting shots before I shamelessly uh, whore myself. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. It was really interesting learning more about you both personally and about the album and stuff. I just have one last question. What is a super macabre thing that you're like really obsessed with? Oh my gosh, I love antique morning jewelry. 
from the Victorian era and I have a huge collection of it when it's got you know the braided hair of the departed in it. Are you gonna like do genetics and bring them back? Oh my gosh you know I have a ring and it's from 1814 and it's just it's little child's blonde hair and it's just so Oh, it breaks my heart every time I see it. But yeah, that would be really interesting. I don't have any, <laughs> anything like that. No, <laughs> the worst thing I'm obsessed with is Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> That's the scariest thing. I've got one for you then, Zach. Get excited here. When I was 16 and Siamese Dream had come out, we went down to Detroit to the Coliseum. We figured we would just scalp tickets. I went down there with a couple other people and the two young ladies were, we couldn't scalp tickets anywhere. It was a sold out show and at any price we couldn't buy them. And the two ladies we went with, the older sister of my friend, they got a security guy to just let them in. And so we would have had to just sit out there in the freaking parking lot waiting for them to get done with the show because they drove us. But instead, me and my friend bribed the dessert cart guy, 50 bucks, and he let us hold the bottom of the dessert cart and pushed us in, and we let go, and it was just an all-ages show, and just stood up and blended in with the crowd. Nice. So I got to see Smashing Pumpkins on the Siamese Dream Tour, breaking in Blues Traveler style. Boom. All right, last thing I will shamelessly whore myself. Katie just brought today that we now have Sounds and Shadows t-shirts. Oh, dope. Those to are support awesome. the page. And I am gonna send you guys one so that you guys oh, have it. I'll try and do that you. when people do interviews. So I'll get the info and send one over. But if anyone is interested in having their own Sounds and Shadows t-shirt to support the videos and interviews and podcasts and writings that we do we will put those up on our page soon and you will have the opportunity to rep sounds and shadows and we appreciate it awesome thanks thank you very much you're welcome it's been a wonderful time thank you for spending time with us and everyone out there keep it dark yo